about four months ago, we recorded a podcast that we never released. I, for some reason, decided to listen to it today. Uh, it's on the topic openness. And maybe it's because I ran a session this morning for a group on the topic of self-awareness and curiosity as part of leadership. And openness, I suppose, is somehow connected. And this is partly what we talk about in the podcast. What's more interesting to me right now is that we've never done this before. We never recorded a podcast not releasing it uh, for good or bad. And um, I have never recorded a voiceover, which I'm doing right now. So Bart is not with me. I decided that we should release this podcast. And if you indeed hear this, it means that we did. And there may be some words from Bart at the end of the podcast. We'll see. There is a comment within the episode, which is uh, an analogy to wine and wine maturing. And uh, Bart talks about opening a bottle of wine and allow some air to get in and just rest. Let the, let the wine rest for a bit before you have it. And uh, usually it tastes better. I'm wondering if it's the same with this podcast. We have rested it for a couple of months. I listened to it, uh, allowed some air in, and uh, we both had some space in between talking about it and perhaps releasing it. So maybe it's time now. We'll see. Um, so, uh, yes, enjoy the episode and let's see what dialogues we might have afterwards on the topic of openness. So the topic of today is uh, one of our shared values, openness. And um, as we've been comparing notes, as we normally do between New Year and I suppose the second week of January or so, this topic seemed to be quite relevant to both of us. So what what is openness to you? Um, yeah, wow, big question. I, uh, I think openness is... Um, is uh, perhaps another word that comes to mind is curiosity. So being um, being open to different points of view, listening to people when they express their points of view, and not jumping into my own point of view, perhaps. Um, uh, it's about learning, uh, about getting excited about new things, new learning, exploring. So these are some words that come to mind. So when you talk, I'm, I'm wondering then for myself, how I define curiosity versus openness, what the differences might be. And, and then this was secondly, what's coming to me is why would that be relevant? And I'm not entirely sure because I have both, both openness and curiosity as important values that I, I, I would describe ways of living by. I think when I talk about openness, there is something in there, which is being open to, you're talking about listening to somebody else's perhaps uh, opinions or idea of the world. What's important to me is that I can listen and stay open without feeling a need or to defend where I stand or feeling a need to change where I stand. Mm. So stay within uh, 
whatever um, belief I have until, of course, I can change it. But that it's not required to change anything just because you stay open to listening. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking of this example that um, uh, is quite relevant. Well, current topic right now is this whole idea of being vaccinated or not being vaccinated, and um, how I I've I really felt a strong need not to take a position. I mean, I am vaccinated, and I feel that that's the right thing to do for me. But I'm very I'm probably more open than most people towards people that are unvaccinated too. And for whatever reason, they choose just to, I don't know, to be open to allowing people to have a different point of view, to choose their own course of action, I suppose. I, I, th I don't think my openness goes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty open to different points of view. It's not to any point of view, I think, but yeah, I think openness is a, uh, yeah, it comes up there. I think when I hear people, you know, I've been spending some time with people that refuse to get vaccinated, and I don't feel these urges to wanting to, you know, to change their point of view or to convince them of uh, the, the the right point of view, which is sort of being vaccinated. Is that the right point of view? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? No. <laughs> I suppose in, in media, if I take the Swedish media at the moment, it certainly is uh, portrayed as being the right point of view because there's some shaming going on for people who don't vaccinate, I would say. Yeah. That goes with the um, COVID passes that become more and more visible in in events, yeah. I think, or it's at least being talked about. And I think some, some places are voluntarily also using yeah. COVID passes, if I understand it correctly. And if Sweden is going that direction, you know that other countries will be much further in that respect. So Yeah, I'm uh, going to Switzerland in, in a few weeks' time. And I think, I don't know how much paperwork I need to just go to a restaurant. I think yeah. it's a COVID pass plus PCR test that is no long, no old, not older than 24 hours or something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of different things going mm -hmm. on here. Mm -hmm. I... Another thing that comes to me when we talk about openness is that I I know the younger version of me who always wanted to have an opinion about things. I suppose I I thought that was necessary or or I took proud pride in in having an opinion about things. I was pretty quick at forming my opinion. And I think having openness as a guiding value may be part of it is also I don't feel a strong need to have an opinion if I don't have an opinion. And if I'm not, I suppose this is where curiosity comes in. If I'm not curious enough, I won't find out enough to form my own opinion. Mm. But I can still stay open to what other people's opinions are without necessarily forming my own. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I share that. Uh, I, I thought in the past, I probably would have thought it was weak not to have a strong opinion about something. And I, and I think a lot of people still feel like that, that it's weak not to have a strong opinion about something. and. And we see that in the world, right? Because it's becoming clear that people have more and more stronger opinions about things. Um, and that there's more and more two camps almost, whether it's re related to COVID or whether it's related to uh, more general politics or, you know, Brexit or, you know, all those type of things. It's almost impossible to say, well, you know, on the one hand, on the other hand, I believe there's truth in this, but also in this. And... Um, like you, I'm 
I feel much more comfortable these days to just to allow different opinions to be there in people around me, but also in myself, perhaps even at the same time. But it's almost like a dealing with a paradox that two things might be true at the same time, exactly. but there's something in our brain which can't deal with a paradox somehow. Yeah. Uh, how can two things be true when without one being false if they are opposites? But I think that is part of the complexity we're in. And, and, and to be able to hold paradoxes, I think, is it's interesting, it's difficult, it's complex and necessary. Yeah. There's something here about certainty and uncertainty that comes to mind. So when we declare for ourselves that we're certain about something, I think that closes us down. And when we declare that we're not sure about something, that opens us up. And again, there's something here about, oh, you know, is it not weak to be uncertain? I don't think so. I think mm. there's some there's some, some wisdom in, in being uncertain about things. I think that's partly also being open to change and mm. the fact that there's so many aspects we can't control. So given the circumstances now, the time we're in right now, this is what I know now that might change tomorrow mm. but then there are different time perspectives so some things take longer to change the organic growth of things like opinions or or like um, you know wisdom for example which in my mind is knowledge and skills applied in a integrated way that takes time it's, it's maturity mm. almost like mm. you know wine it takes time for it to mature you can't force it mm. or maybe you can you can add something in wine to force it mature can't you but that doesn't no, mean it's gonna, really. no you no. can't okay no. I thought you could. I don't yeah. think so. No? Okay, well, <laughs> anyway, you're the expert with well, that's wine. More for the episode, that's more for the episode of wine. <laughs> On wine, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's still to come. No, but I know, you know, some things just need some space. Um, and all of a sudden, there is there is change. You wake up and all that openness has somehow led to an integrated opinion all mm. of a sudden. Mm. And, and then there is an opinion or, or, or something which uh, that openness is allowed for. Somehow. Yeah. So time, you know, actually it's a nice wine metaphor. You know, wine opens. When you open a bottle of wine, the wine isn't open yet. You need to decant it, right? It's mm -hmm. a bit of air before it opens up as uh, the taste and the smells and so on open up to us. So it needs time, uh, not just in maturing in the bottle, but also when you open it. So there's something about that that I think is quite an interesting uh, metaphor here. So we... We allow things to be for a bit, and then the openness will come, perhaps. I mean, that is interesting if you think about different settings. If you want to create an openness within a group, so when we work with groups, you, you need to create a space where openness is part of that space. Mm. And I, sometimes I think the time or the slowness to allow people to take something in, stay with it for a bit before they are required to have an opinion about it yeah. like a discussion or a debate for example which is usually quite quick yeah. if you're allowed to sit with something for a bit and then perhaps come back to it that will require time so that is the organic process of using openness in a helpful fruitful attractive way i suppose yeah so um yeah i think openness is a really important value for for people to hold these days um and at the same time it's it's probably 
when you look at the sort of polarization in the world, which I talked about earlier, that people are less and less willing to be open to other people's point of view. And I think that is probably quite risky right now. So openness is, I think, a value that we need more of. And do you think that's more common now than it was, let's say, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? More common. Yeah. I think it's less common openness. Yeah, but now. more common that we sort of close down yeah, to exactly. find our likes and then create. It's almost like creating in-groups, out-groups from yeah, where we yeah, are yeah. want to be to feel belonging somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking at differences rather than uh, similarities. Yeah. So, you know, we might have different points of view about something. And a lot of people feel very strongly these days about points of view. Um, especially where it relates to politics and public health and things like that. So we need more openness. And I think we, we are closing down in terms of our willingness to listen to others and to be in dialogue with others, definitely. If, um, if you think about diversity, all the talk about diversity and look at all the organizations having diversity as a guiding principle for how they recruit and how they operate in the business models, also because it's the right thing to, to say, to be diverse. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then on the other hand, biology is actually fighting against diversity. So we are wired to be with likes mm -hmm. rather than, than diverse. Mm -hmm. So it won't feel natural to be in a diverse environment to us. Mm. So we need to overcome that bias, be aware of it, and mm. then um, realize it's uncomfortable to be able to overcome it, to allow for diverse perspectives and opinions and value them rather than just accepting them because it's the right thing to do. Mm. So it's a pretty big thing to, if, if you include all of this in openness, it's starting to become... Uh, a pretty big value mm. yeah or life principle yeah yeah exactly but it's also a personality yeah trait, i was isn't just it? about to go there as well yeah so for some people it's easier than for others depending on personality right this is one of the big five so you know some of us are wired to be more open than other people and we can learn surely we can develop it further but some people may not want to because they've you know, they are, you know, they, they, they really feel, in, uh, they want to stick. They're, but there is, there's something here about the, the word stuckness come to mind as well. So if we are not open, we are closed, but we're also stuck. Um, do you see what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And, and, and if I can build on that, there's something around saying yes rather than saying no. So I, I suppose I make the link here to, to be willing to try something new, even though you're happy with what is. It doesn't mm. mean you have to change. You can just play with it, taste it, mm. without necessarily go the whole way and then making that huge change, let's mm. say. You can stay open to trying something and then decide, okay, well, interesting, but I, I will stay with this, whatever yeah. that, this might be. Yeah. So there's ex experimenting in there. There is experiment. There's playfulness in there, I think. So there's something, um, um, being open is also welcoming 
Um, I, I'm back to diversity. I, I feel I say the same words again, but I'm welcoming diversity and different opinions without necessarily losing your own integrity. Mm. So we don't all have to be the same. We can we can still be in each other's worlds or on each other's arenas and and uh, play there and then come back to our own and allow it all to to be there. Mm. So so if you were to conclude something on openness, you know, why why did we get here in the first place and why did we feel the need to to show some light, shed some light on this? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure actually uh, how to conclude on this. It's one of those it's quite an open topic I suppose and it's mm. it's difficult to close it down. Uh, you know, normally we end these episodes by saying, you know, what can people do with this? And I actually don't know. Mm. Maybe we should just leave it at that. It's like, you know, there's an, quite an open ending to the episode on openness. I have one thing, though, that I played with for for quite some time. And the closing down, when you, when you realize you're closing down, the first thing I believe is happening is a contraction in the body. So there is a somatic experience mm which comes before the mental process of arguing one way or another, you know, saying the no or stop listening. There's something, a very quick reaction in the body. So, so that is definitely something to play with because when that is there, it's a reaction to something and curiosity can then take you into inquiry to explore where does that come from? Where does that reaction come from? Because it's usually a defense mechanism. Either you're defending an opinion or you feel that's a threat or there's a fear somewhere that that openness whatever is coming to you is is uh is that threat yeah actually yeah yeah and then you know if there's anything that people can do is be aware of that and also when you find yourself next in that point where you feel that you have to uh, defend your point of view or you feel yourself strongly disagreeing with somebody just be with that and see whether you can find common ground rather than opposite. See whether you can find similarities rather than differences. Uh, play around with that. And I think there's <laughs> I think there's lots of opportunity to do that. And the third thing, I think there's a movie around. No, no, no. There's a book. Surrender Experience. Do you remember? It's called that, isn't it? The Surrender Experience by... Uh... Michael Singer. Yeah. And where he says yes to everything? Is that the book? No, that's no? the yes man. That's the yes man. Ah, okay. Yeah. So who's that then? Oh, come remember. Okay. I read that. We'll, we'll find out ago. and put it in the notes. But the idea of uh, taking a day and just saying yes to everything that comes to you rather no. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done that, by the way. But yeah. there is something around it's more fun to say yes than no. But then there are lots of reasons mm. why no is sometimes more appropriate, of course. But it, yeah. it's this idea of if you naturally would say no, well, Try saying yes yeah, and see yeah. what that takes you. Yeah. So we recorded that episode in the first week of January. And it is now the first week of April. And uh, I had completely forgotten that we recorded this. Uh, so it came as a complete surprise today that P.S. sent this um, over to me with her um, uh, words that she put at front in the front of it. And yeah, I forgot we recorded it, but I also forgot why 
um, we didn't release it until I listened to it. And I uh, and Pia was very kind not to mention this at the at the start. But it was me actually, uh, if I remember correctly, Pia. It was me that um, that suggested not to release it. And in fact, I remember hating this episode at the time. And and the reason we didn't release it was because I didn't like it. I think. Anyway, it's uh, it is really like wine. This episode. Uh, somehow it has improved with time, or at least uh, it's much better than I thought at the time. And um, I actually quite enjoyed listening to it. So uh, I, I was going to point out a few points, uh, sort of as an afterthought, listening to it just now. Um, just uh, putting some emphasis on um, on openers being actually three things uh it's one it's one of the five personality traits one of the five five main personality traits second it is it can be an important value so it is a, an important value for pia and for me and and i also see it as third as a as potentially as an important life principle and um and regarding that last point we talk about this in groups and out groups. We don't mention the term tribalism. I think that's probably the term that we can best use for this. That tribalism potentially is the biggest issue of our times. The way we are um, um, forming tribes around um, around the issues of our time, and that it's difficult not to be part of a tribe. So you have to be an anti-vaxxer or a lockdowner. You have to um, either uh, think Putin is a complete madman or it's all NATO's fault. Um, and, and so it, 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 regardless of what is in the news, we have to form our very strong opinion and, and join our tribe on the social media and then be part of that tribe. And in those echoes chambers, we become more and more extremist in our views. And that being one of the biggest or perhaps the biggest issue of our times, in my opinion, I think openness is very much like an antidote to this issue. <laughs>